what's up? I'm Sarah the Rebel, and this is Woman Up Podcast. And as you can see, I have replaced Oh Katrina with my dear friend Ash from Last Sash TV. Say hi to the good people. Hello. And tell them a little bit about what you do. Uh, well, at Last Sash TV, I am a writer, director, sometimes in videos person, but we do a lot of nerd videos. We do nerd stuff, nerd food, and nerd lols. So, all sorts of parody, nerdy goodness. Yes, and I happen to follow them on Twitter, and they make me giggle, so okay. you should do the same. Uh, and Oh Katrina is at the celebration, I believe, and that's why she has abandoned you, because she doesn't actually care about you. You can tell her I said that. Uh-oh. What are you going to do about it, Katrina? Katrina. Uh, so in case you're new to Women Up Podcast, we are not a couple of ugly sluts. You go to hell. Um, we are here to talk about geeky stuff, uh, video games, comics, everything like that, uh, from the perspective uh, generally, feminist cat ladies, you apparently are a rabbit lady. I am. Not I a am. cat lady. New, Bringing you new shit for the new year. Yeah. Um, and first we talk about news, and then we have a main topic, and then we give you our chick pics. So, uh, this week's topic is superhero stuff, because there is so much superhero stuff going on in the world right now, and as I was looking up news, I realized this is going to take forever. I should just make this the main topic. <laughs> Um, and luckily, you appear to like superhero things as well. I do, yes. Boom. Winning. That's how go. I win. Uh, so first up on news, I don't know, Game of Thrones happened. Mm. You want to talk about it? Yes. It was great. Okay. I I can't wait for more. Except, well, did, did you hear how it leaked? Oh, yeah. I five episodes leaked online, right? Yes. So, you're no longer my friend if you're posting spoilers. <laughs> Uh, so you didn't go and, and look at them. I didn't. Wow. Did you? Did so you? Bad? No, I'm, no, I'm going to, though. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't care. Um, I would love to know what you guys think about them, because I um, I didn't watch it, because I don't have HBO. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, yeah, uh, if you don't have HBO, then I understand if you're going to go seek those out. Right, yes, I'm definitely <laughs> going to watch them all. Um, I've read the books, though, so I know where things go, but I was intrigued mm. to hear that apparently there's going to be some deviation. So is there anything surprising in this episode that's not a spoiler? Or um, say it in a not-spoilery way. Like, shit got real, or, oh, it's boring, or... Not a lot of crazy shit happened in this episode, but at the end of the episode, you find out about two characters meeting that you wouldn't expect. Mm-hmm. At least for someone who hasn't read the books, I was like, oh shit, son. So I bet I know who that is. I bet you do. Boom. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the reason I kind of fell off watching the show is that I I watched the show first, the first two seasons. I was like, this is amazing. I can't wait for a third season. So I went and read the books. Mm. And that ruined the third season for me because yeah. I was like, I found much better in the books. And then I didn't care. This is the fifth season, right? I think so, yeah. Fourth, fifth, someone will tell us we're wrong. So I watched the third, I wasn't that interested, and then the fourth came and I wasn't, because I didn't like the third, I wasn't excited about trying to make the fourth happen, Mm. and so now I'm at the point where I don't have any friends whose HBO I can steal. Oh no. Uh, So I'm out of luck. I'll just watch those leaked episodes. Like (laughs) a G. Um, In other cool news, Mortal Kombat X came out. Uh, Do you play Mortal Kombat at all? I haven't really played it at all, but I checked out the trailer, and I have to say that um, the 
the 90s kid in me was like really excited to hear System of a Down. Yeah. As the trailer song. That was, <laughs> that brought back many, like, I guess that was early 2000s. Many memories of System of a Down in high school. It was wonderful. Yes. It looks like it's going to be pretty fun, though. Uh, it was very fun. I played it last night. Those of you uh, who know me can just go look at my old um, Twitch archives and you can go watch what happened. Uh, I've played Mortal Kombat since the very first Mortal Kombat game. Been playing it since I was a young child who was explicitly not allowed to play Mortal Kombat. Well, then not for children, right? Uh, Right. It's like we're gonna put this warning on games because Mortal Kombat is bad for kids. And my mom was just like, "No, it's a video game." Well, my mom didn't even get it. It was my sister. My sister has felt that way her whole life, though. Uh, her seven-year-old goes to see our movies. She just doesn't care. She's like, I yeah. figure they're going to see horrible things in life anyway. And I'm just like, all right. <laughs> it's not what those are for. Whatever, girl. Um, she lets him. She was trying to let him play Call of Duty. Oh, wow. Well. Um, so, always played Mortal Kombat games. When the reboot of Mortal Kombat happened, Mortal Kombat 2011 came out, I hated it because the rhythm had changed. And I was no longer as able to do the combos as I used to be because some, oh. something about the rhythm was different. But that change made it a better fighting game. Um, because, hmm. a little known fact, in the fighting game community, Mortal Kombat has never been a very big deal because it's not a great fighting game as far as what they look for in tournament fighting games. Hmm. Uh, but it has a great story, you shut up, fighting game community. <laughs> anyway, um, so they made it better, and as a result, I didn't like it anymore, uh, so I, and I thought everybody looked ugly, blah blah blah. Mortal Kombat X looked great, I loved the character designs, it got me excited again, and so I played it, and I'm happy to say yes, yes, all of my yeses, good job, Netherrealm, good job. Um, and I have a video coming up soon about sexism, or perhaps the lack thereof, you'll have to watch it to find out, mm. uh, coming shortly. So, uh, I've been enjoying it, and I intend to play the crap out of it. Do you have a favorite character you like to play? So, in this game in particular, uh, I'm still trying to decide which character is my favorite, because as far as personality, I really like this character, Jackie, she's the daughter of Jax, mm -hmm. um, because she's just kind of there, like, whatever, matter of fact, but we'll punch the shit out of you. <laughs> it's so funny because she's best friends with Johnny Cage's daughter, and in one of the things, she, like, flies in on her parachute, and she's like, hey, girl! <laughs> she's like, what are you doing? Um, but as far as actually utilizing a character, I think Cassie is probably going to be my character of choice, um, mm -hmm. because she just flows a lot better for me. But in previous games, uh, Melina was always my choice, and then Sindel. Okay. And then, uh, for a while, Lee May, who is no longer a playable character, bless oh. Lee May's heart. Uh, but I mostly liked her because she was purple, so whatever. Not really a good reason she to like a, a cool character. Outfit. Yeah, I was like, you're purple, I love you. <laughs> uh, and I love Frost, and she actually does make a cameo, at least in the story mode, which made me smile. Oh. You knew I was going to say Jackie. Oh, you know I was going to like Jackie. Good, you know me well. <laughs> I went and saw Furious 7. Do you have any thoughts on Furious 7? Have you seen it? I have not seen it. I actually have to admit that I haven't seen any of the <laughs> Fast and Furious movies oh. at all. But well, if you ever want to come over and drink some marathon in Moscato, we can watch them all. That sounds awesome. Uh, big fan of the Fast and Furious series because it's a soap opera with hunky men in it. That's all it is. And don't try to argue with me that it's not a soap opera for men. Just because it's got cars and booties, it also has love and family. <laughs> and I have to get married and have a girlfriend. Like, yeah. It's movies. Totally. 
They're so cheesy and ridiculous, and I love oh, them. I wasn't sure what side, because I am totally on board with liking cheesy movies, just as long as you know that it's a cheesy movie. Right. I think it's totally cool. And when I watched the trailer, I'm like a huge Jason Statham fan, mm-hmm. so I was like, this feels like the Transporter movies meets the Fast and Furious movies. Yes. Okay. Um, if you would like a little bit of entertainment, watch my cat watching this moth. He's <laughs> losing his mind right now. A second ago, he was loving, loving your boots. boots. Yeah. yeah, I'm loving the boots. She's loving the boots. Okay, anyway, that was to the tune of loving the crew, in case you were confused. Okay. Um, so I saw Furious 7, and I had a lot of thoughts on it, and I tweeted them all, but it was like 1 a.m., and no one was awake oh, to no. talk to me about it. <laughs> I love this movie so hard. It was so good. I had to put quotations, because it's not good. Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't <laughs> a good movie, but it was what movies were made to be. It was entertaining. I was laughing, I was grinning, I had a smile on my face that entire movie because it was just like, what the shit is going on? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? This is great. <laughs> oh, we're family. Love. Like, that's yeah. that's what you feel when you watch 37. And Tony Jaw was in it. Um, the guy who plays Ong Bak, the kickboxer, if you remember from back in our childhood, there was a kickboxing movie. No? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's fine. Anyway, Tony Jaw was in it, and I was rooting for him the entire time, even though he's a bad guy. And I was like, I really can't... You can't tell me that Paul Walker defeats Tony Jaa. Like, I just, I'm not gonna believe not you. Gonna, Tony Jaa Not is, in your universe. Like, he hired the best of the best to protect his cargo. He hired Tony Jaa. Like, you're not gonna defeat that guy. And so I was very pleased with the way the movie dealt with that. Because the movie did not disappoint me in having him just, like, cheaply somehow be a better kickboxer uh-huh. than Tony Jaa. Because no. Um, but every time he was on stream, I was, uh, on screen, I was electrified. His fighting choreography is just so good it made me want another Tony Jaa movie so I'm probably nice. going to go hit Netflix and watch some horrible movie in order to see some more of his fight scenes I'm um, a huge like martial arts movie fan yeah. so whenever you see good choreographed fighting it's right. just so awesome you yes. know like that elevates I think a movie so much because so often even in like big movies nowadays you see them and they're like pulling away from the punch before right. you know so. I watched a really, really great documentary, mini documentary once about Jackie Chan. Oh, really? And it talked about why his fight movies in China do so well, and potentially why his movies didn't do as well in America when made by American directors. Mm. Um, and one of the things it highlighted is the way he um, edits together movies. He doesn't just have the punch hit. He has the punch hit, and then he kind of has it hit again. Anytime, oh, so like you see okay. the punch coming, and then you also and so editing wise, it doesn't necessarily make sense because we should have already passed the punch, right? But he feels that the way American mm-hmm. films are edited, it doesn't give punching or kicks as much of an impact as it would have the way he's done it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just a random cool thing that I noticed. Uh, and after I saw it, I watched his movies. I was like, yes, this interesting, is pretty true. Yeah, um, I'll have to go back and watch because I really love Drunken Master. Yeah. I'll have to go back and rewatch so that now with that in mind. Right. Like, watch for the edits and watch how yeah. sometimes you're actually seeing something happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Fury 7 had amazing choreography and ridiculous stunts. Uh, it was very, very fun. I will say also, though, I'm really sad that poor Jimon Hansu um, just gets to keep playing the second banana. Oh. Or his whole life, he will always be second banana villain. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, we're gonna have a general who's a warlord. Uh, let's get Jumon Hansu to do it. Oh, um, Fast and Furious 7, we're gonna have this one bad guy. 
We need a secondary bad guy, Juman Hansu. There's another movie where he, uh, I forgot it. it, I can't even think what it is right now. There's other movies where he's just constantly the secondary bad guy, like he's just not good enough to be a main uh, bad guy. I don't know. It, I guess. Um, but he, he's the guy from Amistad, and he was the best friend in Gladiator. Uh, oh, in yeah. okay. So I, I call him Digimon, too, sometimes, cause, uh, <laughs> but then I thought you might be confused. Um, handle shell duck end, if I might crap. What? I think you're just saying a bunch of crazy things, computer geek. Um, I was hoping any of you would have opinions about Furious 7 so I could be excited with you. Um, How was uh, Michelle Rodriguez? Yes, I like her a lot. So was she playing? She's a similar character though that like gets typecasted. Yes, the same. Um, But she said she loves that because in a way, Hmm. because she loves to play strong, interesting female characters. But the only way to do that is to play these secondary characters right, Mm -hmm. and to be typecast is not the love interest. Because if you're the love interest, you don't get to be the badass cool chick. Yeah, it's true. Um, So and as a result, she did no deal Hollywood. That all of her characters die. Oh. <laughs> and this character actually died in previous Fast and Furious. Oh, really? Her, she was right. Her character always dies. Oh. Uh, but they brought her back to life. Oh, um, she had an interesting mini arc. This is the one, I would say, well, not the one. There's plenty of problems with the Fast and Furious series. With number seven, one of the hardest things to deal with was they kept trying to make these deep emotional moments that just were too quick. Mm. They, they weren't given enough time to really blossom. Okay. So one of them was her arc, which was supposed to be that, you know, she had amnesia, she was just coming back um, to the world, and she still wasn't feeling like she was herself. She was who Dom told her she was. Mm. And now this could have been very interesting. This could have been uh, an exploration of her character, her going off and, and finding herself. And instead, it just sort of happened, was never brought up again, until, like, this guy was like, hey, so I found the last member of your team, and she was just like, yeah, I'm here. And, Mm. you know, and at the very end, she gets a memory that's pretty cool, and we're all happy that she got it, and it was kind of this big emotional punch to the gut, but it it could have been handled so much better if it had been given a little bit of room to breathe or developed a little further. And that's most of the emotional stuff in this movie, is it's... Really, all of the emotion was given at the end for the Paul Walker tribute uh, uh, that they did at the end of the movie. Yeah. Which, I mean, as much as it, I was touched by it, I was crying, but I also did feel it went on a little long. Mm. Since we all knew what it was, I could have done with more time spent on other characters than just spending all our emotional coin at the end of the movie. It's just like, yep, we know he's dead. I'm crying because it's fucking sad. Yeah. But, yeah. Random fact, my boyfriend worked at the grocery store he would shop at. Really? Yeah. I have a best friend named Paul Walker. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And Were you like, like, are you dead? Everyone was like, hey, Paul, are you dead? He's just like, I hate you all. Oh. Go away. And, uh, yeah, that's what happened. Um, so, was there anything else in the geeky newsophere that you wanted to talk about that I didn't mention? Um... I'm really excited. This is kind of random. I don't know if it counts as... Oh, because nothing before was random. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if you've seen the show Deadbeat on Hulu. No, but I know what that show is. I'm really excited because season two comes out, I think... Wait, not tomorrow. It comes out on the 20th. 
I forgot that you could look at dates on, on the phone. So I was like, yeah. what? In, in five what minutes? Right it? now! <laughs> Stop watching! Oh my god, Ducky! Um, I'm really excited because, and I totally recommend that show. Uh, it's just cute and like quirky. It's paranormal mm-hmm. comedy, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of weird, and it. I feel like Hulu took a little bit of a risk. Yeah. But um, it's like super quirky about this guy who can talk to ghosts, and he tries to help people through that, like, you know, he goes, but it's, like, the most ridiculous shit, like, he goes to an American apparel store where one of the girls who worked there killed herself just because she starved, because she wanted to be one of the models, but it's, like, funny, so it's kind of, like, weird, is that funny? twisted (laughs) humor, It's, it's, like, quirky, dark humor, I guess, but, um, I'm pretty excited for the next season to come out, so. So, I actually have a little bit of hatred towards that show, not because I've ever seen that show, mm. but because Spooked came out when that show came out. Yeah. And so, all this advertising was pumping this paranormal comedy, and so we just looked like we were being knockoffs, oh. and Hulu wasn't promoting us because they were promoting their own their show. Own show. And so we all kind of felt like if Spook to just come out at a different time, it could have done so much better. Shoot. Yep. Yeah. That's that's funny, but, too, because, like, Spook is such a different show. It is. It's completely you know? different. Yeah, it's completely different and completely wonderful in its own right. And, in fact, I just talked to Neil at the yeah. uh, tabletop day, and I was telling him how much I love his character in there because it's so different for him right. to play that sort of character. But, yeah, Spook is so great. Watch Spooked. Yeah. And then maybe watch Deadbeat, but make Spooked yep. your first priority. They're completely different shows, but, you know, I think Geek and Sundry just, they had their mindset on paranormal comedy and Brian Singer right. and the team and everything, and then that happened, and they weren't just, they weren't mobile enough to be able to change the, the marketing plan for it. Yeah. It sucks when you, like, you're like, oh, I made it, came up with this idea, like, no one else has come up with before, and then <laughs> something else happens exactly at the same time. Right. Um, so now we're going to get into our superhero shit. That's not what that subject's called on my piece of paper. <laughs> that's uh, not the email you sent me. That's not the email I sent. <laughs> you said superhero shit. So normally what we do here is we have a main topic that's that's tied into something. And uh, like I said, I'm just there's so much going on in the world of superhero television shows and movies and everything um, that we just wanted to talk a little bit about them. And we'd also love to hear your opinions as well. So please be sure in the chat to be saying what you think about the news items that we're talking about. Um, and, you know, are you Marvel, DC, indie comics? What do, what do you like? And what do you like the superhero? So be thinking about these things and be prepared because there will be a test. Uh-oh. There's not actually going to be a test. It was a lie. Ha! So, first up, uh, Wonder Woman that lost its director, Michelle mm. McLaurin. We like you watching it. Wait, Tyson Beckford, what? You know he kissed me, right? Oh. I wonder he likes girls talking with these mouths. With these mouths. <laughs> Tyson Beckford. Um, so this made me nervous because um, we had a female director leave Thor 2. Mm. And look at what a shitty movie that was. Uh, you know, Joss Whedon and, um, McFeely and, uh, what's his name? Uh, why am I brain farting on Marcus, uh, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely were all brought in to do rewrites of Thor 2, like, 
but she left for creative differences. And in Thor 2, we ended up with female characters who were much more damsely uh, yeah. than they ever were before. For example, everyone dies in Thor and Thor 2, but nobody stayed dead except for Freya. Like, she's the only one who actually was, no, for real, she's dead. And her death was supposed to motivate the male characters. That's classic lady in a refrigerator. Mm. Um, and then, <clears throat> what's his name? What's her name in the movie? I can't remember his love interest's name. Which one? I don't know why I'm having this kind of day. Lincoln. She's Kira Knightley's lookalike. Oh, oh, um, oh no. Oh, Natalie Portman. Yes. <laughs> How can I forget that name? Natalie Portman. I don't know, because I just forgot. I was yeah. like, brown, big brown eyes. Big brown eyes. Her name's Big Brown Eyes. There you go. Natalie Portman. I can't remember her name in the movie, because that's how much I cared about her in mm. Thor 2. But she went from, I'm a scientist, and I'm very capable, and of course I need to be rescued from gods, but I'm very intelligent, to, I have some magical sickness, and you have to heal me, and oh, or, no. like, I'm dying. Like, why? I really liked her in Thor 1. Yeah, she I was like, really interesting. Right. Yeah. She, she was a great character in Thor 1, and in Thor 2, they were just like, YOLO, female character, mm. Um, So I'm very nervous when I hear that a female director has left over creative differences on Wonder Woman, who I'm already nervous about because she's being shown as a, um, basically just a, a romantic lead, a, as the love interest. Oh, really? Yeah, that's oh. kind of how they're portraying her in Superman versus Batman. Or at least that's what everything is leading us to believe. Oh. And especially with um, Gal Gadot playing her, we've talked more about this on Woman Up podcast, Rebel Base podcast, but she's not an, an actress you think of for um, like a standalone kick-ass warrior kind of woman. Mm -hmm. She is generally someone you think of for a romantic interest. Uh, so the fact that they cast her also made me feel that they uh, are not making the Wonder Woman that I would like to see. Right. She has a really interesting look to her, though, as far as her face. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> interesting or fugly. Which one? Ugly. Sharp. I'd say very sharp, sharp features. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's what they were. Maybe they cast more on the looks because they were trying to get. Someone who looked sort of more powerful in her face? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It was actually pretty hard to take her seriously in the Fast and Furious movie that she was in because she... Mm. I hate... To, I don't say this as a body shaming thing. I say it as in a... She looked like a twig. So oh, anything no. that she did, it looked very unbelievable. She didn't look like she had the force behind it physically. Oh, I um, see. So I heard she's going to bulk up for this movie, but, you know, seeing as the only action movie I've seen her in, she didn't bulk up, and they didn't add anything to her to make her look strong enough to do things. Mm. That makes me a little concerned as well. Um, but hopefully yeah. she really does just bulk up. I mean, guys bulk up when they have to play superheroes. Mm -hmm. They have to bulk up, and then CGI comes in and does the rest. So hoping that the same thing happens with her, but they didn't do it in the last action movie with her that I saw. So. Yeah, how cool would it be if she could be like, welcome to the gun show. I know, and she was just like, back out, yeah. Wonder Woman. <laughs> Speaking of which, I did forget to mention this about Furious 7. Michelle Rodriguez, in one of the other Fast and Furious movies, fought um, Gina... Why can't I remember her last... I'm having a bad day for names. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> a UFC days. fighter. Oh, really? Um, yes. Wow. And in this movie, she fought uh, Ronda Rousey. Another... Um, uh, fighting person. So I just find it interesting that she, 
does her character just have to beat up every single like mixed martial She's artist way through every time to a that mixed, championship belt? <laughs> right, every time a mixed martial artist female gets well known, she's gonna be in a Fast and the Furious movie. And she's gonna be in a fight with Michelle Rodriguez, and Michelle Rodriguez is gonna kick her ass. Oh yeah, it's kind of funny to me. I'm fine with Michelle adult. Rodriguez is the type of person. Gina Carano. She thank be, you. She should be Wonder Woman. Carrero. How awesome would that be? If she could act a little better, I would say yes. Yeah. Well. Um. There's so many other women I would put there, honestly. I have a huge long list. But I really wish that, um, what's her name? Was it playing Sif? Um, yeah, I'm just going to keep forgetting names today. That's my that's my thing that I'm going to do. This is what happens when you decide you're going to play a scary game right before you do a podcast, is you don't work on your podcast Forget and memorize everything. people's names. It's fine. Jamie? I thought her name maybe Jamie. I don't know. Anyway... <laughs> Maybe. We're a very informed podcast yeah. here. We're bringing you the latest information. We're full of knowledge. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Lady Sif. Uh, I feel like her character would have made a perfect Wonder Woman, but she's already playing Sif, and I bet she's kicking herself. Like, why the did I take mm. this job? Yeah, could have been somebody way cooler. Hello, V Ball, and what up? Um. So, we, wow, I talked about that one for a really long time. I'm sorry, Daredevil. We're gonna talk about <laughs> Daredevil. Um, yeah. We're not going to say any spoilers for any of you who haven't watched it yet, but why haven't you watched it? It's on Netflix, the whole thing. Go watch no, it. Unless you're like me. But I did watch the first episode just for you people. Just for us. So what did you think about it? I loved it. I absolutely loved the first episode. Um, I was delightfully surprised, I think I would say. Um, and, you know, Netflix is just doing the right things. They really are. It's crazy. The, the production quality is is amazing the choreographing once again amazing choreography with the fighting and the stunts um and really interesting characters that they set up in the first episode Mm -hmm. um i'm not super familiar with the actual daredevil comics so i'm interested to hear like how similar it is you know your opinions on that so funny story sarah hates daredevil Oh. You can get a shirt that says Sarah Hates Daredevil. Uh-oh. I've always hated... But he won't be able to see it. Right. Because. He won't know. I'll get it in Braille. <laughs> oh my god, how dope would that be to have a Braille shirt Across that the said, <laughs> I hate Daredevil, and only blind people who happen to touch my boobs would know what my shirt said. <laughs> Guys, this is the most genius idea. I think you can make a lot of money. I've ever had. It would say, I hate Daredevil. Oh. Okay, sorry. Going back to this. Um... <laughs> So, I've never been a fan of the comics, mostly because I don't like, um, well, a few different things. I don't like mystery, I don't like noir, and I don't like um, the the courtroom drama, you know, like, none of that is very interesting to me. And also, just generally, as you guys have noticed from following me for a while, I tend to lack interest in male characters if there's not an interesting female character. In the comics didn't particularly find any female characters worth sticking around in Daredevil for, so at a, you know, pretty early stage, decided I didn't like Daredevil. Uh, so I originally wasn't planning to watch the show, but everyone said it was so good, and Hector Navarro said I had to watch it. I was trying to go on a date with Hector, so I was like, I'm gonna watch it, so Hector will date me. Uh, <laughs> and Hector said, promise that you will watch it for the first two episodes. So I said, okay. That, that should have been the date. You guys should have watched the two episodes. Damn it, I'm so bad at dating. I don't know. <laughs> that would have worked. 
Oh, Hector, I'll watch it if you watch it with me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what I should have done. But maybe not with the crazy eyes that I just did. Yeah. That was a little frightening. Just pretend you still haven't seen it. And then <laughs> just be like... No, he knows. I tweeted. Aww. Oh, I could be like, Hector, the only way I'm going to watch three through whatever is if it's with you. <laughs> Um, so, wow, my cat's in love with your Buffalo Exchange bag. I know. Oh, I know where Buffalo Exchange is. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, so, everyone told me I had to watch it. I watched it. The first episode, I was immediately bored. That whole <laughs> confessional scene that was supposed to be all emotional oh, yeah. about his dad. I was like, I give, give no fucks about this. Um, and it was a bit long. Right. Drawn out. It was long, and I was also like, who is this ugly man? Is this Daredevil? This is who they cast as Daredevil? <laughs> I was surprised. It wasn't attractive lighting at the time. No. Was, right, he looked better later <laughs> on. But yeah. in that first scene, I was like, he's ugly. <laughs> That's so funny. They picked an ugly guy for Daredevil. This is great. I love it. I love it. But it's just hilarious. Um, so I watched it. I was like, eh, it's just like watching an episode of a, of a crime thing. We had to figure out the crime. It just oh, so yeah. happened to involve superhero. <laughs> oh, look out, cat. You're too fat. You're too fat to just be jumping around. Anyway. Um... So, but I thought, you know, I can see why people like this. And then I watched the second episode, and it had Rosario Dawson in it, and I was like, I love this girl. Mm. Um, well, now I really gotta see the second episode. And the fight, the fight scene at the end, the fight choreography, just in general, was really, really great. Uh, I love it. It, it was, it was amazingly well done. Um. The sound design, too. Sound is, is good. Really uh, actually, cinematography in general is really great for the show. The lighting, the way they set the scene, like, all of that looks really, really, really good. Cat, did you know that Mommy's doing a podcast? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. Sir, Are you busy? Sir, Ma I'm trying to... Excuse me. Um, the cinematography is beautiful. I think the casting was good. Um, it looks like the female characters are not quite as crappy as they are in the comics, although they're still very supportive type of characters, which I don't love. Um, but it looks like we're about to have a really creepy, mean female villain who only speaks uh, mm -hmm. Chinese at the moment, so I don't know what oh, she's yeah. saying. Oh, yeah. Is it funny that the when you see the people, like, packaging the drugs for her, that I was like, oh, how nice, she, like, gives jobs to blind people. And then I was like, wait, she probably made them blind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know, right? I yeah. mean, she might just be employing maybe, blind people. Maybe she's employing blind people. Maybe she has a good... No, 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 no. What That would seem like a good thing to the yeah. city. They're like, oh, we love Mrs. Chen or whatever her yeah. name is. She gives jobs to blind people, but she's using blind people because she's making the package drugs. Oh, and they don't know. Right. I would gotta know? figure that out. Right, like, do you... They go home one day and, like, they sniff their, their finger yeah. and they're high as shit. They're like, what is happening to me? I'm definitely going back to work tomorrow. <laughs> just like, oh, shit, I'm so high. I'm so high. Um, so, all in all, I can definitely see that it is a great show. I think it's very well done. I think it is a cut above all the other Marvel shows that they've put out because, honestly... Mm -hmm. As much as I love Agent Carter and as much as I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you, I did have to love them with some forgiveness, right? Like, okay, that cinematography's not that great. Okay, that editing's not that great. All right, this is a little cheesier. This was cut a little strange. Or, wow, they couldn't get something a little more expensive looking for this. Um, but this show looks expensive. It looks like a movie. Yeah. Uh, it, it's beautiful. It's really well done. However. Oh, go ahead. And then I have a question for you about sure. it. I don't like gritty realism. No. I don't like the new Batman series, as you really? all know. Yeah. I didn't like them. I don't like very realistic 
takes on superheroes because what I enjoy about superheroes is the fantasy element. I enjoy it being a fantasy, a world that is not our current world, mm. um, a world where anything is possible. That's what I enjoy. So watching when you know whenever something tries to take something like a superhero and make it extremely realistic and gritty, I'm always just like, well, I'm bored now because this is just real life where we just happen to have a very martially skilled blind man. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, cop sort of drama right. that I could have done with less of. But. Although, to be fair, and this is strange, they're better at that cop and lawyer drama than Gotham is. And Gotham mm. seems like that was what they were trying yeah. to do. <laughs> Gotham, can you just try to be Daredevil? That yeah. maybe you wouldn't suck so much. Because you suck, Gotham. So, going back to the female characters, because I've only seen the first episode, but it seemed like there was a lot of damsels in distress Right. I'm hoping that that's not, like, the thing that the whole show really hinges on. Is right. there more than that? Hopefully there's better yes, female so, characters. So, that character that you ran into, uh, she's not just relegated to um, being the damsel in distress. Okay. You know, she's a character in her own right. So that's why I said, like, my problem with it is that they're, I can see that they've created fully fleshed out characters for the for the women. It's just that the characters they're playing are still very traditional female mm-hmm. roles. Well, even the, like, women in the beginning, and then, like, the girl whose father is involved. I don't want right. to, like, say too much and spoil stuff, but right. it seemed like every, every, like, bad deed that was happening was like some sort of damsel in distress situation. So it's not always going to be a woman that he's saving. In fact, in the second episode, it's not a woman that he's saving. Um, But the woman that he runs into is a healer woman. So, again, we have the stereotype of we have the rugged hero and we Uh have the woman who's going to care for him and patch up his wounds and like, okay, she's she's a cool character, but she's still playing this role. Uh, that I hate to see because we've seen it so 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 much. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I've only watched two episodes. I would consider giving it more if people came over and there was drinking involved. But like on my own, I'm not going to watch more just because it's not the the show for me. Not because it's not a great show. I think Daredevil. I think they hit, Netflix hit it out of the park. I think it's great. Any last thoughts on it? I will read out as we go. Who has had their betrayal? Oh, Dimitri, you cannot steal our souls. That is not allowed. Um, I probably just got really loud because I yelled at you when I got close to the mic, so I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so Age of Ultron has been released, Avengers Age of Ultron has been releasing a lot of clips. Have you watched any of these clips? I did, yeah. Um, there's the there's the trailer. I saw that. I saw the extended trailer. Um, and it looks really interesting. Um, So I watched the clips because uh, I figured it probably wouldn't spoil the movie for me. Did it? Uh, But a lot of people said they didn't want to watch it because they were worried about that. It didn't spoil the movie, no. The clips are so unattached to anything that you have no idea what's going on or or what the context is. Hmm. And I've seen so many people like, you're showing almost all of the movie on all the best parts. Like, no, together it's maybe three minutes of the film. Okay. If you take all the clips together, and they're definitely not um, revealing <laughs> too much information. It's fine. Um, so watch them if you want to watch them. Don't worry. Nothing's going to be spoiled. Um, one of them was really weird. <laughs> it involved uh, Black Widow and the Hulk, and that's all I'll say about it. But I was just kind of like, I don't ship this at all. Oh, shoot. But I know it's happening, so whatever. 
Um, another clip had uh, Ultron speaking with a very normal human voice. Extremely normal voice, very different from the trailer. Oh, really? And I wasn't sure if that was they're releasing an unedited clip, so not all of the voice work has been done to his voice, mm. or if he evolves throughout the movie to not necessarily have that voice. Hmm, maybe. Yeah, because it kind of seemed like uh, the voice who is James Spader uh, in the trailer, it did sound like it had heavy effects to it, and I almost thought that maybe that was just, maybe that's just something they did for, for the, the trailer. trailer. Yeah. It is entirely possible that it was just for the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, which, so funny enough, I watch it, and I'm like, I don't like that this robot is talking in a normal, like, guy I would run into down the street voice. This makes me unhappy. Uh, and then I go online and I see all my friends are like, I love that he had a human voice and made it very disconcerting. And I'm like, oh, Uh-oh. I guess I'm in the minority opinion as usual. <laughs> well, I have to say that I love James Spader, so it's hard for me to Who's say James no. Spader? Who's James Spader? He's amazing. He was, uh, well, he was a really big 80s um, movie star, so he was in, like, I think he was in Pretty in Pink. And, um... What else has he been in? He's currently in the show Blacklisted, which I really like, which is also on Netflix. Is he the man in the hat in Blacklisted? Yes. Okay, yeah. I, I know his face, though. Yeah, you've definitely seen James Spader in things before, for sure. I've seen him and I've seen him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, interestingly enough, the director of Furious 7, James Wan, is supposedly now being connected with uh, Aquaman. I bet you're excited for that. I am actually really excited about Aquaman A because look at my muff. Oh boy, James Bond, I just lick all over your pecs. You don't even know. Uh, so that and it was also just very exciting that um, we got a non-white Aquaman, and it makes so much sense because hello, water is everywhere. Don't be cray. Um, I'm tentatively excited about the idea of James Wan if it's true. We don't know if it's true yet because he did a pretty good job with Furious Seven. It was a great action movie. Where it lacked was in the emotional aspects of it. Mm-hmm. However, Aquaman. It would be <laughs> amazingly interesting to see him take that character and, like, I don't know much, again, about the Aquaman series as uh-huh. far as the comics, but to see him take that sort of Fast and Furious vibe, but to, like, maybe an underwater world right. would be so cool. Right, like, we know that all the superhero movies are definitely going to be action-focused mm-hmm. and action-oriented, um, so out of various possible directors, he is one that I could be excited about, because I think he'll make a really great action movie. Again, we'll probably have something about family, and, like, his boo-wife and boo-child will be in danger, and that'll be the extent <laughs> of, like, the emotional growth will be. she'll be named Ariel. Some bullshit. Um, did you know in Disneyland, <laughs> they put Australia, New Zealand, and Ariel all into the Finding Nemo all just in one section in the uh, It's a Small World? Really? Oh, man. Australia, New Zealand, and, and Easter Island are just all <laughs> this one place. Oh, Sorry, wow. random thought. Oh, um, <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, I don't really expect too much uh, emotionally for a lot of the movies. I mean, Joss Whedon has done above and beyond, I think, with the Avengers, with what he's been able to do there. Oh, sorry guys, but I'm sick and my nose is starting to get more like, hello, Sarah, you wanted to talk? (laughs) Uh, They make Aquaman white because black people can't swim. Dimitri! Wow. That's full of shit. (gasps) Um, Actually, did you know it's true? 
just kidding, even I can swim. <laughs> Actually, it is true that black people are worse swimmers than white people because of an anatomical reason. Oh. I learned that from wow. the Navy. <laughs> wow, random. Yeah, uh, apparently, if you want to be like a diving marine who does a certain category, uh, there are very few black people in that section of the Marines, not because they're excluding black people, but because black people float. They float really fucking well. Do you know how hard it is to be an undercover diver doing that Chuck Norris shit where you pop out floating. of the water with your with your knife if you're just floating? <laughs> Gosh, that sounds like a hilarious archer sketch. <laughs> also, again, more proof that black people were perfect. Yeah. <laughs> we're amazing they brothers. They will never die. Amazing at breathing. And we can't drown. We just float. Just saying we're kind of the best thing ever. Um, I was going to talk about the Suicide Squad casting picture, but I actually took way too much time talking about Wonder Woman, so we're going to skip that one. Marcus and McFeely are possible writers on Avengers Infinity War. Have you heard of Marcus and McFeely before? Uh, I looked them up, and I was looking at the stuff they've done. It looks like they do a lot of other Marvel movies, right? Yes. So, um, I got to interview them when I was doing Agent Carter, but they're oh, the folks cool. who wrote about, um... Cap- they wrote Captain America and Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay, which were both phenomenal. Right, and they were also two of the people called on to help rewrite Thor 2, because apparently that was going to be an even worse movie oh, than yeah. it was. Um, so they were like, I'm sorry, we tried. <laughs> right, they were like, I did the, like when that lady did my pedicure in Thailand, I was like, I did the best I could. Uh, no. um, they are supposedly going to write the Infinity War, which as we all know, Joss Whedon is like, I gotta go. This Avengers shit, I can't sign off for ten years to make oh, a movie. Um, which is unfortunate in some ways and awesome for him in other ways. Um, I'm very excited about the news because they're two people who have a great love and knowledge about comics. Um, just talking about them, um, you know, I, I asked them, this is this is totally off the record so they'll deny it if you ever ask. Um, but I asked them why there weren't more black characters in Agent Carter. Which I, I knew they were probably had some PR thing prepared for. Uh, but instead they, they basically said that they had a reason for it. And the reason to me made perfect sense. It was a reason that I assumed that they had. But then they went on to talk about how cool it would be if there was a season two of Agent Carter to bring in all the stuff about the Tuskegee experiment that happened in comics that had to do with the super soldier serum and would bring to the forefront the civil rights issue. And like just... Being oh, wow. able to talk to them about it, like, they're so, they know their shit. And so wow. the, if there's anybody that I trust to write a, a comic movie, it's those two. Um, and they also write really great characters, especially female characters. I mean, That's they gave cool. us, Peggy Carter was definitely the best love interest out mm-hmm. of all the movies. Like, I'm sorry. She was pretty badass. Like, she was just her. Mm-hmm. What other, it, what other comparable female love interest was there in a, in a superhero movie? Like, even Pepper Potts was still... The secretary. Yeah, she didn't have a lot of character development. Right. Yeah. So, uh, she, mm-hmm. she pretty great. Peggy Carter's pretty great. I'm just saying. I'd like to see more Peggy Carter. Um, so let me know what you guys think about Avengers Infinity War and what you predict for those movies. Uh, so, if female writers are being courted for Captain Marvel. I forgot to actually read that article. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> uh, what's her name? Nicole Perlman? Who wrote Guardians of the, of yes. the Galaxy? Yeah, it's her and um, I knew a name. <laughs> and there was one other one, right? You're all cheat, cheat real quick while I talk about Nicole. So Nicole is exciting because she um, 
was the writer on Guardians of the Galaxy, and nobody made a big deal about it until, like, after the movie was out. Like, oh, P.S., did you know that was written by a woman? Um, and Guardians of the Galaxy is probably one of the most fun movies uh, I'd seen in a few years. It was a great adventure. So, uh, it had a few problems um, as far as the way the female characters were portrayed for me, but we've talked about them before, so we'll go all into them. But uh, I think she would be a very interesting person to have writing Captain Marvel, especially because of the type of movie that Guardians of the Galaxy is. Do we get her name? Uh, no. No. You'd like to see a fourth Iron Man film? Or you just want Iron Man films for the rest of your life? Pipers? Pipers, there's more to the world than Iron Man films. I don't see a name in this article. Oh, well, I'm sure she's important. I feel like her name's Rita. Can we just say her name's Rita? Sure. Rita. I guess they say it in the video. We're gonna pretend the other girl's name is Rita. Uh, (laughs) Rita. Uh, Olivia Munn was cast as uh, Psylocke for X-Men Apocalypse. How do you feel about that? I'm pretty excited about that. I love her from the newsroom, but mm-hmm. of course, you know, she's from Attack the Show, mm-hmm. and it's pretty awesome to see as far as, like, women, geeky women sort of, like, coming into these bigger roles and being com- becoming bigger on the scene, you know? Like, that's pretty awesome. Right. To go from, like, a, an Attack, I mean, Attack the Show is pretty big, but not right. that big, you know? That's pretty amazing. Right. I don't like her for Psylocke, just no. because of the character. Um, well, Psylocke has this British personality, and uh, trying to imagine Olivia Munn doing that. Hmm. Can't really see her doing it well, be perfectly honest. I'm also a little disappointed that Hollywood keeps casting um, half-white actors of, as characters of color. Mm. Um, you know, we, we're constantly accusing Hollywood of whitewashing, and then they literally do it all the time, and it's like... <laughs> Nope, look, they're doing it again, they did it again. I mean, you know, we've already seen that the, the new actress for Storm is half-white, and, and now we have Olivia Munn, who is half-white. And while I don't necessarily have a problem with um, mixed people playing roles, that's awesome, that's great, but the reason it's a problem is because actors uh, of those ethnicities don't have roles for them. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, that's true. What's her name? Susan O. Um she was in some ER kind of show for a while, maybe even ER, and she said growing up she wanted to be a leading lady, and they told her, you can't be a leading lady because you're Asian, and she's like, well, I'm gonna prove that stereotype wrong, and by the time she was 40, she was like, I couldn't prove it wrong, it's true, I'm typecast because I'm Asian, and so to see that black women and Asian women, you know, who are of these, uh, you know, it happened with Tiger Lily, women who are these ethnicities that don't generally get cast as leading ladies or as important uh, characters, continue to not get cast, and they'd rather cast somebody who's a little whiter, it, it bothers me. It does. It, I say that as a mixed person who would love to play Storm, don't get me wrong, but, like, I shouldn't be Storm, because there's somebody out there whose dream is to be Storm, and who would rock the role, so. That's my only qualms with Olivia Munn. Also, I like Jamie Chung for the role, even though she's Korean. <laughs> Did I say British instead of English or English instead of British? I always get them so confused. Oh, I said, yeah. <laughs> damn it, I hate you. Piper's, I know I correct other people. So one of my fans on here uh, has informed me that you don't say British, you say English. Okay. 
and mostly I forget. And then he just says that little sentence, by British you mean English, he just brings it up all the time that we need to know that we mean English, not British. Or is it, but there is the other Another person is wrong. By, oh, okay. By I think they're just English. Gotcha. Effing with Pipers. Now I know. Yes, now you'll Someone know. Someone tweet that at Olivia Munn. <laughs> so, <laughs> warn her. Yeah. Um, Olivia. Olivia, draw. You didn't mean that. Um, so, any other superhero-based things you wanted to talk about before we move on to chick pics? Um, I don't know. I was super fucking thorough. Yeah. Gosh. Well, actually, I guess since you're talking about the the whole race thing, uh, I did look into the the Suicide Squad cast. Like, how do you feel about Will Smith then being cast for that role? Um, he's playing who again? Uh, Clock something? Nope. I forget his name. Me too. But I was looking it up and seeing that the character was originally white. Right. And so, I mean, that's kind of an interesting. Right, well, Will Smith is one of the lucky uh, black actors lucky like people. Denzel who has... Uh, he's an enigma. No, not, not an enigma, but he is able to play white roles. Mm-hmm. You know, you're able to have a Will Smith movie that's not considered a black movie. Right. Uh, so that's something that Will Smith and uh, Denzel Washington have done. Um, I want to say Wesley Snipes yeah. as well. Back in the day, he was able to do that role. There are very few um, black leading actors who are allowed to do that because generally, if you have a black person in a leading role in Hollywood, you run the risk of it being a black movie, and then its audience is is smaller mm-hmm. because oh, this is just for like a Tyler Perry movie is right. a black movie, that sort of thing. Um, so Will Smith is one of the few black actors who's managed to break that barrier, and also to um, if you notice, he's not usually allowed to have a leading lady who is uh, black. Because that would that would make it a black movie as well. So usually she's mixed, she's biracial, she's French, and as in um, uh, Hancock, just white. And it's fine. It's whatever. We're working on it. I hope Hollywood. I hope you're working on it, Hollywood. Um, so I'm not really surprised at that casting as far as his color goes. As far as him as the actor mm-hmm. for that character, I do remember having an issue with it, but since I can't remember what character he's playing, <laughs> I can't really <laughs> tell you right now. Um, but I was happy with their choice for Amanda Waller because she was the one I was most nervous for. Mm-hmm. Because I was afraid they were going to lighten her up and skinny her up and maybe make her younger. And they did it, and I'm so happy uh, that they didn't do it. Look at my cat. He's in my papers. What do you, do you think you're building a paper fort while Bobby's trying to talk? Yeah. He really is. I was really also happy to see Jai Courtney was cast, because uh, Jai Courtney is pretty awesome. Doodly, doodly, doodly. No, just going to not load the cast for me. Oh, there you go. I did it. I'm a genius. No, give me cast. Deadshot. I was like, why does oh, clockwork right. in my head? Yeah. Um, and you know who else I don't like? Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor still? <laughs> still don't like it. Even with a bald head, he still has his look like, oh, I'm awkward and shy. Yeah. I don't yeah. like that. Um, and also, I'm a little upset that uh, who they cast for Killer Croc because it's always so easy to make somebody that's like, gonna be in makeup or kind of the dumb brutish character the black actor like that's such a standard thing to do that i'm just like yeah of course you did of course you cast him as killer croc great job as always i do really like jared leno as um the joker i feel like 
you're gonna pick anybody to play that role after Heath Ledger, like that, I think he can do some amazing things. I'm hoping he can do some amazing things anyway. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, I, <laughs> man, I wouldn't want that role. Huh? Having I to know. play Joker after Heath Ledger played Joker. That's some big shoes to fill. Everyone's gonna be judging you off of that performance. No pressure though, Jared. No pressure at all. Well, he's pretty amazing, so I'm sure he will do. He'll probably just make the character his own and, like, a completely new thing. I, yeah, I hope cool. so. And, I mean, every voice actor for Joker has kind of done that as well in, in cartoons and, and everything because so many iconic people have had a hand at Joker. Mm-hmm. It's always good to reinvent the character and to do it your own way, so I'm interested to see what happens with Suicide Squad. Yeah. Count me interested, tentatively. Hollywood. Um, so now it's time for Chick Picks. Yay! Yay! Chick Picks is the section where we recommend things for you to check out. Usually by women for women. Um, first, I want to recommend Basic Adventure 101, which is a uh, LARP show. It's another LARP series, much like LARPs, um, that uh, was recently tweeted. I'll retweet them, um, but check them out. They look like they're trying to do some great stuff. And I always like to support people... Uh, one of their goals is to show how welcoming the LARP community is for women, um, which is true. Actually, if you don't know, LARPing is like 50% females. Wow, um, yeah. I didn't know that. They've got a really great track record as far as um, participation by women compared to other geeky habits. Guys, you cannot have this fight right now. Mommy is running a podcast. <laughs> Not a barn. Podcast. Look at him. Look at him being a little dick. Bailey, you snuggle some shoes and sit down. <laughs> Um, They're probably fighting over who was going to snuggle my boots next. It's true. It probably was. Uh, Nerdy But Flirty, the website, had some new authors come along recently. They've been writing some awesome stuff. They've been reviewing episodes of Daredevil. Um, They continue to review games. You should go check out Nerdy But Flirty and find some new writers to fall in love with. And then finally, my last chick pick is go to my Patreon, damn it. (laughs) That's it. Tell them. Give her money. Deserves it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Tell the people your chick picks. All right, my chick picks are um, because I'm very heavy in the web series category because that's what I do. Uh-huh. Um, they're all web series people. So awesome. my first one is Social Medium, which is a show that is um, produced and stars my friend Tara Jane, and it's a pretty awesome show. Very along the lines of actually Deadbeat, sort of, where supernatural things happen to her. And she can kind of, she talks to ghosts, but like through technology, which is kind of interesting. And then the other one I would suggest. Before we go on, aren't Tiger Monkey and the Two Broke Geeks in there? Yes. Something to do with it? Yes, Two Broke Geeks, they're writing it. They're co writers on it, too. Um, Tiger Monkey is a, um, he plays her boyfriend. I think. Oh, go ahead, Mr. Tiger. I know. So uh, there's lots of cool geek and sundry people who are like attached to the show, and and Tara is just adorable. She's always adorable. Awesome. um, And then the other show I'd check out, if I were you, if I were you, you, is um, the classic Alice, which is another really great web series, and especially if you're a book nerd like me and you really like reading books, it's this awesome show um, that I believe. Uh, stars and is created by Kate Hackett. Didn't she create it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, and um, she basically sort of reenacts these stories from books in her real life to see what it's like, and then you know 
mayhem and silliness ensues. Right. We promoted that on Geek and Sundry. Mm, yes. Point. I promoted it. I don't know why I'm saying me. Yeah, that was me. That's right. <laughs> I saw that. I liked it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and, um, and then thirdly, I'd say if you really like um, video games and you really like geeky girls, I guess, check me out. Check her out. On uh, Laugh Sash TV, I've got all sorts of funny... We just did a Plants vs. Zombie parody video, which Uh-oh. was pretty fun. And we've done a Watch Dogs parody video. And then I also do... I just did a um, a funny video where I break up with Far Cry 4. It was emotional. I imagine. <laughs> that would be extremely emotional. Yeah. P.S. If you guys like Far Cry 4, I do a Let's Play of Far Cry 4. Awesome. I um, love Far Cry 4. So, I loved Far Cry 3. I'm just... Just touching in to Far Cry Four. Oh really? Um, so I have to I have to get my sea legs back. I'm already okay. more on the bad guys side yet again. Than my oh well, side. Kagan Ming is like awesome. Like, I was like, why He's don't so I just stay? Why don't I just stay here? He seems pretty nice. Fun fact: If you do stay there, you can beat the game in ten minutes. Because he comes back and I yes. can kill him. Somebody said that he comes back and you don't kill him, but he like takes you to spread your mom's ashes, and that's it. That's the end of the game, and it just ends. I wish I'd done that, because that's what I was thinking. I was like, why are you leaving? Yeah, you're like, why should I leave? He told me to stay here. Right, like, I see no reason to leave. He ain't hurt me. He seems to like me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to sneeze. Uh-oh. Miss you. <laughs> but, yeah, I love Far Cry 4. It's, it's a really awesome game. But I've moved on to Dragon Age Inquisition now, so I, I do love that. You all know how I feel about Dragon Age Inquisition. I've been playing Dragon Age Inquisition for six months or so. Nice. Ever since it came out. I have like 300, 400 hours of gameplay. Wow. I'm on my third playthrough. I'm playing Nightmare Mode right now. Oh, shit. So oh, very shit. invested uh, in Dragon Age. Nice. Yeah, invested. I'm, addicted. I, I was uh, going to say, because I know how much you love supporting women and everything, uh-huh. I find it really interesting how women seem to be portrayed as equals in that game which is really awesome like you know you you have these high powered officials who are all women and i think that's just cool they did on purpose uh yeah. they had women writers in you know who awesome. wrote and they were always at the table and they even david guider even said uh by the way he supports lgbt issues in the game uh he even said there were times when the writers would say something like oh this is a plan and all the male writers in the room would be like, yeah, it sounds great. And then a female writer, when it got to her turn, would raise her hand and be like, you do realize this is rape. And they'd be like, what? Oh, no, it's just like a creepy. And they'd be like, no, actually, this is rape. And they'd explain it to them. So, like, he said, these, you know, that sort of situation actually happened multiple times. And it's another reason why it's so important to have female writers mm-hmm. helping to write video games. Because there are things where, that guys want to write that they don't necessarily always know the connotations of. And that's true of people of color. That's true of people of different sexual orientations. Yeah. Um, you know, like Obsidian's uh, joke in their most recent game, their uh, their transphobia joke. And it was just like, guys, no, no, none of the team was like, oh, this is a little fucked up to say. Like, yeah. nobody? Anyway, so uh, Dragon Age did it on purpose, and I love it. I agree yeah. with you. It's really amazing. It and it's, it's not even, like, a thing. It's just how it should be. It's just everyone is just equal, and it's not really, like, a... I, I thought that was pretty amazing. It's, it's pretty good. It's a great game. It's mm-hmm. re- one of the reasons why the Dragon Age series has been my favorite is because of the treatment of women in that fantasy world. Is you know even in Dragon Age Origins, one of the strongest warriors of the game is a lady. Nice. She's a knight with a big ass great sword. 
Honestly. And I couldn't beat her. I could not <laughs> beat her. And Nora was clearly a better queen than Alistair was ever going to be. Like, so I'm so like, okay, I haven't played any of the other Dragon Age games. So I don't know, like, the lore or, like, anything that's going on. So most of the time I'm like, I don't fucking understand what you're talking about, See, but I still love it. Right. I think it's a game that you can definitely still play having not played the other ones, but mm -hmm. I think it's more fulfilling when you've played the I'm other sure. ones. You know, because yeah. I'm running into people who were vague references, or a, wow. a lot of times things from the books are in the game. For, uh, I assume you haven't read the books at all, right? No, Because only no. weird, crazy people like me have read the books. <laughs> Cole is a character from the books. Oh, really? Um, yes. My boyfriend Bryce loves Cole so much. I say he's too emo. He's <laughs> very emo. If, you should have him read the book, then. Uh, it's okay. Dragon Age Asunder. Um, the relationship between Celine and her elfin lover is from another book, The Masked Empire. Oh. Um, one of the guys you run into and either help or allow to get murdered is from the book. So it's like they really nice. draw in um, from the other series. I, you know, I got to read a letter from my old warden who I played in Dragon Age Origins. And I was like, oh, it's my bae talking to me again. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I just total, total Dragon Age fan. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a, the type of game where you can port over your old characters, or, uh, or you just so start anew? You, so in Dragon Age Origins, you um, played a character called the Warden. In Dragon Age 2, you played a character called um, the Champion of Kirkwall, Hawk, uh, because they wanted to have a character that could speak and not be a silent protagonist, because in Dragon Age Origins, you oh, basically yeah. had a silent protagonist. Mm. Terrible idea, but EA, whatever. <laughs> so in Dragon Age Inquisition, um, you get to run into your old uh, hawk champion person, and you can create them to look just like you're the person from 2. Oh, wow. Uh, and your choices, of course, import through. So, oh, that's cool. You know, if, she's, if, if Dragon Age Origins character is dead, I won't hear from her. But if she's alive, I can find a letter from her. Uh, if it's a guy and I chose to have a baby with Morrigan, there's the baby with Morrigan. Wow. Um, you know, so if you chose to make uh, this one dwarf the king, then that dwarf is the king in, in Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, wow. So I have, that's why I have three playthroughs. The first playthrough was just for fun. The second playthrough was canon. And the third playthrough is my uh, rogue one. So okay. all the bad choices I made in the other three games coming forward. Nice. I just talked your head off about Dragon Age. I'm sorry. That's all right. I love it. Hello, Leah Rat. Thanks for joining us when we're about to stop playing. I mean, talking. Whatever. I want to go play Dragon Age. We're playing now. real life now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to play real life. Turn it off. <laughs> we want to play Dragon Age. Well, thank you so much for coming and Thanks being for on the show. Me. Oh, um, fun. We'd love to have you back sometime when Katrina is here so yeah. she can talk to you, too. Because yeah. where's Katrina? I don't know. Star Wars is more important to her than She's you. She's Katrina. She cares so much more about Star Wars than she cares about you in this podcast. Doesn't I guess that we hurt? kind of already knew that, though. <laughs> we, we all knew it. We all knew it. Damn it. Anyway. Alright, thanks for watching, guys. Love you!